0: and welcome back to the show everyone i am mike your host with the turntable teachers class is officially back in session and we are back i know it seems a little bit weird to say because we never really left we've been putting out you know steady content throughout this quarantine but i finally have someone else in the studio with me today uh, one of our producers is here with us sam thank you for being here sam Sam's going to be with us most of the time now for some of these in studio recordings oh, yeah. and yeah like i said we got a boston artist review volume four today that i'm going to take you guys through and I can't wait to talk about some new artists that I, I've come on to in the last couple of months and some tracks that I've been, I've been listening to, so I'm excited to get that going. I'm sure you guys saw the lovely promotional uh, post that we have on our Instagram that Sam created, so make sure you guys go check that out, show it some love. One of the first things I want to talk about today, though, before we get going, because something huge dropped last night, big time, <laughs> uh, at the day- time we're recording this, J. Cole's brand new single, Snow on the Bluff just released last night uh, as, like I said as we're recording this apparently it's not uh, it's been confirmed that I don't think this is um, synonymous with the fall off it's not going to be on the album I don't think it's a single or anything like that I think he, he even I think he shows on the uh, on the album art or the, uh, the single art excuse me uh, it's basically a note and I think the, the top is June 4th which is indicating to me what seems like he must have wrote wrote it or, or started writing it on June 4th so it's probably something You know recent that he's been talking about or wanted to talk about obviously with everything going on right now with the social unrest and injustices and obviously the death of george floyd and briona taylor ahmaud arbery everything that's going on right now so this is actually really the first time we're hearing j cole talk about some of these issues that we're seeing like obviously the police brutality wealth inequality racism he touches it all really on this song but he does it in a very unique way that i find interesting and i I, want to talk about right now uh and and definitely some commentary for sure that it's it's interesting to me that um he i guess kind of calls out no name who is a i don't know if anybody i don't know if you're familiar with no name but i for me personally i've been a fan of hers for a while she's from chicago she does a lot of like her style is a lot more like slam poetry and things like Mm -hmm. that but she's talked all about a lot of these these things on a lot of her or these these themes i should say on a lot of her music in the past like she does a lot of work with like Saba and Smino and things like that. So these and these guys obviously have done some work with Dreamville. So basically what his argument is here or her argument, I should say, he brings up her argument more or less, is that she's essentially been posting on social media, you know, being obviously a huge activist right now for this. And as a lot of us are and and, and feel like man, I know we did a whole you know, social injustice commentary, like a whole uh, so, uh, Socratic seminar on it a, a few weeks ago. That's out on YouTube. Go check that out, guys, with, with a uh, CWTFB radio and, and Charlie Machine and a bunch of Boston artists, which is was, which was awesome. But basically, no names are like, and, the, and she's like synonymous with a lot of people that feel this way, that she's upset that some of the bigger artists aren't really taking a stand and talking about it. Uh, You know, talking about it more on social media, really. Big name artists aren't really talking about it a ton right now and posting about it. But Cole's argument is like essentially, you know, I mean, he's been out protesting. I've seen pictures of him out and protesting in, in, um, in, in North Carolina. And even guys like Kendrick Lamar, right, like have you know been out and outward about it and they've been uh they've been protesting but nobody's really been that outward about it over social media and and I don't know where how you feel where you stand with this I I I see both sides of it like I get no name like I understand that obviously with social media this that's one of the best ways to like really pro, like get this information out there as much as possible cuz like I mean everybody's on social media right now I and mean, these
1: guys have the biggest platform that's possible (laughs) right exactly
0: so it's great to see like artists actors uh people in the entertainment businesses like even you know some big wig executives like i know jeff bezos has come out and said it i kind of don't understand i don't really agree with a lot of the ways he's using black lives matter that's a whole kind of different story but or a different conversation for another day but essentially you know what no name's saying is you know, we need to do a better job of getting more awareness out there. And, you know, the people like the Coles and the Kendricks, I don't think she necessarily called out either of them. But I think Cole maybe took it that way, that it was almost like a like that she was calling them out for that. Uh, here's my thought on this. And, you know, you, you feel free to chime in if you feel this way, too, or, or whatever, or however you feel about it. But cole essentially is saying you know what good is it if i get on social media and preach this to a bunch of people that already follow me and feel the same way as i do be and, and i and i get that side of it because it's like normally i don't know about you the people that i follow on social media or like my social media is very you know obviously relatable related to like what my a lot of my views and how i feel you know what i'm saying and i think that that's like a lot of people like i think even heath 240 references in our so- socratic seminar he's like I don't have a lot of the MAGA right wing, you know, stuff on my page necessarily. Right. Cause I, that's just not the accounts that I'm following. I'm like, that's almost like a quote, I think. And so I understand that side of it. He's like, you know, why would I post about all this stuff to all my followers when most of my followers feel this way anyway? You know what I mean? Like what good, like what purpose does that serve? And I understand that concept for sure. I, again, I see both sides of it. Like I, um but also to, in, in regards to no name too and i've found this with some of my friends as well uh where it's like just because somebody's not posting about this on social media doesn't mean they don't care mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're not trying to do like things within their community to change these things right like they might be out protesting and supporting this in other ways maybe they're donating right like just because somebody's not po- posting on social media about it doesn't necessarily mean they don't care it's just maybe that's not their preferred way to you yeah. know deal with this and and You know, I I think that, you know, and even people like Cole and Kendrick Lamar, Joey Badass, all these bigger guys that have bigger platforms, they've talked about this at nauseum on albums in the Mm -hmm. past. So really, Cole, I think Cole's argument here is just like, girl, like I've I appreciate what you're saying and I get it. You're very smart, you're intellectual. Like, she's very conscious and 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 socially aware and all these things, but we've been talking about this for years and we're tired of talking about it. And us going on social media isn't going to change and, and, and speaking out about it might not change anything. So, and, and I, like I said, I've had friends conversations with friends about this where they're like, I don't know if like, I want to post about it on social media. I care, but I'm, I, I actually had a conversation with, with uh, somebody too, pretty recently about how she was telling me one of her friends was like, almost peer pressuring her mm-hmm. into like, posting something on social yeah. media, which that, that doesn't serve any purpose to me. Mm-hmm. So I see Cole's perspective of it. I understand where no name's coming from. I would personally like to see, you know, people that are in positions of power trying to eradicate these things and make a change with their voice. But social media doesn't necessarily have to be the way they do it. So, I don't know, that's just my, just my viewpoint on it. And, you know, I, th- I think Cole does this in a very respectful manner. It seems thoughtful in the way that he is addressing No Name. I know you mentioned he doubled down on it a bit this morning, too. I mean,
1: he started the song off by saying, hey, I got a college degree, but, I mean, I'm not... I don't know everything about this. I don't know, like, how we can go forward, like, how we can make it happen. Like, I don't have the answers, but basically, he's just telling how he feels. Like, he literally said today, right or wrong, I can't say, but I can say it with honesty, you know, like, yeah,
0: I think, well, you and I were having this conversation too, like where it's almost, and I, and I posted this on my personal social media as well, where it's like, I, I feel the same way. It's like, why does thing why do things have to be so binary? Why can't we be mm-hmm. pro black lives matter, but also pro police as well? Yeah. Like, especially, especially, you know, uh you know, seeing the good cops for who they really are. And, and like, cause there are good policemen out there and, and, you know, but, that's besides the point. Like that's just one example, but I I see Cole's perspective. It's like he he's saying essentially like, and I think a lot of people do feel this way, and this is why this cancel culture is becoming into Crazy. coming into play because it's like. If you're quiet about it, people just automatically assume you are against either Black Lives Matter or you're 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 not like feeling sympathetic or empathetic about what's going on, and that's not even the case at all. It's really it has nothing to do with that. It's some people aren't either educated enough on it and they want to listen, which I think is actually a great thing. I think less people should be talking about this, more people should be listening and educating and reading. People like No Name should be at the forefront who've been talking about this Mm -hmm. and embedded in it and know their exactly (laughs) people that know their shit and really want to like address this in a educational and mature manner and maybe not everybody like you said like like his line essentially like we have to all you know basically treat each other with kid gloves right now it's like you know not everybody might be equipped to to talk about this in the way that no name wants j cole to you know and again like i said cole has Talked about this in the past. I mean, look at a song like Neighbors, right? Off of For Your Eyes Only. Talked about, you know, so uh, racially profiling on that song, right? I mean, he, he's he has talked about it in the past. It's been there. With a lot of the nitty-gritty, like, systemic like matters right now I think that's where he's kind of like I'm still learning you know <laughs> I guess bottom line I don't want to like take the whole you know episode on this matter I just wanted yeah. to point this out and like I said I'm, I, I, I I want to talk about this this is something that is I think important to talk about and and, and you know I'm glad that we we're able to you know multiple times like use our platform to to speak on these matters but I think that for people out there that aren't quote unquote posting on social media or aren't like don't feel like they're talking about it as much and you care i think this is like finally somebody actually voiced that side of it and was
1: like a genuine opinion exactly (laughs) it's like
0: hey maybe i don't have all the answers but it doesn't mean that i don't that i'm not empathetic towards it and it doesn't mean that i'm not willing to learn and like understand you know what's going on right now and i think that that's so important right now for everyone to get it's like whether you're J. Cole and no name kind of arguing about this or whether it's like with friends, right? Like on a lower level, like people like us, just everyday citizens that are seeing these things and are affected by it in some way, shape or form. Like just try, I think everybody needs, we have to do all do a better job of, Coming at this with a little bit more compassion, a little bit more patience. I think that's the biggest thing, because this is this is not going to be an overnight fix. It's just not. And and Cole, I think, is understanding that and recognizing that. And I and I understand No Name's frustration, where she's been like, "Hey, I have talked about this for so freaking long, and now finally you want to listen." And and she's almost now she's at this point where she's probably feeling like, "All right, I got everybody now. Like I can finally, you know." talk about this in the way that I finally wanted to and she wants to she wants that quick conversion rate but mm. it might not be that way and it might take a long time and that's and that's okay i think anything that you know any kind of change like this that's going to be positive and 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 sustainable it takes time man i mean look at anything you do in life like when you're trying to Learn a new skill, right? I mean, does it come the next day when you're learning it? You know what I mean? Like, or or a new job, right? When you're in a new job. I mean, it takes forever for for you to get, like, months to get on your feet and feel like, okay, I think I have this job down pat.
1: Yeah, it's scary at first.
0: It's uncomfortable.
1: Everyone's got to... Everyone is starting to actually realize the issues and...
0: Yes. I think what Cole is doing here and talking about, like, he's... I mean, he's basically... Essentially, just saying, Hey, listen, like, you know, just because, and then even, I'll even go with the other flip side too. Just because you're retweeting something or because you're reposting something, that also doesn't mean you're necessarily fixing the problem either. You know what I mean? We need more action than just people. He says, like, you know, most people are sheep, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're seeing what you're influenced by on on social media and you're just reposting it, right? Like, I don't know for me personally, like I've been I've been reposting things on social media because I just like I I believe in it and and I want to talk and I want to share my things that I'm learning and things like that. But also, like, I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of video watching, a lot of watching a lot of documentaries, just there's a a bunch of things that I've been turned on to as well, even from friends and and things that I found online and just, you know, reading things from both sides and seeing things from both sides, I think is super important and so that way we kind of fix these issues you know what i mean and these this isn't going to be you know we're not going to erase 400 years in a week it's just not going to happen and um he even says that he said this change is inevitable but ain't none of us seen this before therefore we got to learn everything as we go i struggle with thoughts on the daily feel like a slave that somehow done saved enough coins to buy this buy his way out of slavery Thinking just maybe in my pursuit to make life so much better for me and my babies, I didn't feel betrayed. The very same people that look at me like I'm some kind of hero because of the zeros that's next to the commas, and and it's just just because he's rich. No, it's yeah yeah you're laughing, but it's like it's so no, true. he's
1: just he's a different breed, man. He is to be able to like yeah put that on paper. Like love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, me
0: too. No, like I said, I think it's just super important for us to be mindful that not everyone. Just because somebody's not outward about it right now doesn't mean that they're not on your uh, on the side of humanity. And I think that's really what it comes down to: Are you for humanity or are you not? And I think that's at the end of the day where we're at. Like, are you going to be a part of the problem or a part of the solution? And just because you're not posting on social media, you no, know, regardless of who you are, whether you're whether you're you know you have millions of followers like J Cole or mm-hmm. you're your regular everyday <laughs> people, like 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 Sam and myself, right? Like, it doesn't matter, you know. Right now, what matters is: Are you Are you learning? Are you educating yourself? Are you getting better about this situation? And are you doing something to help? You know what I mean. So I think that that's really what we have to all think about. So I'm glad that Cole put this out. I know it's not obviously associated with the fall off or anything like that. I figured we were gonna hear from him eventually, but I'm glad that at least he took this angle instead of just the same angle that I think a lot of artists are doing right now. And, and then that's not a bad angle to take, like like the, the, the angle that no names taking. I I see it. I agree with it. But I'm glad that Cole is speaking out for people that you know feel this way, but aren't sure either how to express it or they just want to listen and learn. So exactly. big 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 props to Cole on that one. And but yeah, I love a lot. Now I definitely want to transition to our show today, <laughs> of course. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, like I said, I'm going to be talking about some. Boston artists today, I got 10 songs from different Boston artists, some of which might sound similar, or uh, you know, that we we, guys that I've definitely talked about in the past, some are brand new. And uh, I can't wait to dive into some of these songs. And uh But the first song I have for you guys today is a, I believe it's from Kingston, uh Massachusetts, down on the South Shore. And uh this is Hex with Dear Dad. On
2: my way to school, I knew it, you had been stressed. You were my age, doing shit I'd never get. Never got your 20s just so I could have them next. I know I don't know shit, so won't you teach it to me? Not the shit I know, but shit you know would truly move me tell me how you fought through with my pregnant mom wishing that you find an answer simply word to god tell me that you cried when you found out you'd be a dad because you were scared to fail not because you were truly sad you just wanted things for me you never got yourself love me plenty whether you were sickness or in health Listen so hex
0: i actually weirdly enough shout out jack de conza all right this is actually this is back sam i don't know you you would probably know this back from the framingham days when we were for when we were at framingham state
1: Good
0: times. and yeah great times we, uh, and I used to coach this kid, Jack DeConza, from Framingham High when I was coaching over there, basketball. And then I think I'm pretty sure this dude went to school with Jack at UMass when they were over there initially. That's what I thought. Because I remember seeing Jack posting or reposting a bunch of, like, stuff that Hex was doing at the time. This must have been back in 2016. It's probably like four years ago. But So it's really interesting to see me now circle back and see what he's doing now and really him to sort of see, like, the, the growth – I think he was just either playing around with beats back then or maybe he was just freestyling and kind of just messing around. I'm not hundred I don't remember it was four years ago, but he clearly the clearly the progression of where he's at now, you see it. I mean the production on the song is absolutely fantastic. I love the piano chords. They're raw, they're emotional. Like I love the also like the blend of like that uh like echoey vocal sample that he uses. And then like about a you know, about a minute in or so, these 808s come in that really like when the beat drops and it just really gives it like a nice thumping sound and it really kind of gives it really fleshes out the rest of the beat and obviously this song judging by the the title of it it's obviously about family particularly like towards his dad but uh or a message towards his dad but it's a little bit interesting how he flips this song and what he does um i want to first applaud him for getting so deep and like creating this like thoughtful message to his father um I don't want to speak too much on the relationship that they have because, like I said, I only know it from based on the song. What I can gather, um, it seems that they have a decent relationship, but there's maybe been some struggle in the past based on, you know, uh, maybe him not understanding like his music career and like where he wants to go with his music. Uh, he wants to make his family proud. He wants to make his parents proud, and he knows that his parents have a ton of love for him. But he wants to like show that hey, like this is what I'm doing to like not only better myself, but to like put my name out into the world and my my voice into the world. So, uh, you know, it really feels that like he wants to 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 almost show them what he's doing, and that it's like that there's meaning to it. And I love how in the second verse where he completely flips the perspective and puts the perspective of his father. At least that's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. Um, you know, he's like really he gets very introspective about it, talking about some of the mistakes he's made. But in the end, like Hex depicts that his father is actually proud of him and like understands what he's doing and things like that. And and just as for Hex, as just as a as, a, as an artist, man, I, I like him as a rapper. I think he can even sing. He shows some like really cool vocal talent, even on the hook. He. I don't. he reminds me of like a way less corny logic or at least more maybe when logic was started I don't, <laughs> way
1: less corny. way
0: less corny logic yeah because just the way like and the way in which he like delivers the song and how it sounds it, it really it, it gives me logic vibes mm. uh early logic vibes i wouldn't say now yeah. um but yeah so that's that's where i'm at with it with with this song i really enjoyed it shout out hex i love what he's doing i think he's super talented And he's got a bright future ahead of him. I think this song is, I think it's relatable. I think it's introspective. And, you know, anybody that's, you know, had family issues or, you know, issues with a parent, I think this would totally like, you know, like I said, this would be super relatable to anybody, you know, that would listen to it. So shout out Hex. Keep doing your thing, man. Love the track. And uh, make sure you guys show him some love. Next track I got for you guys is Virgil uh, featuring kick tracks. This song is called called Useless Child. Useless Child.
2: Rise and shine with society, try to conquer demons living up inside of me reliably, but they move hella silently, got me questioning my mind in a tidy, tidy, thin lines of insanity, but psychiatry itself can't address my anxieties, sanity, face the gray in sobriety, so high I can feel my extremities, melt away from these melodies, say I'm feeling good, put that in parentheses, I bend empathy, I'm
0: my own worst So this track, I, right in my wheelhouse right away virgil <laughs> by the way virgil's a great dude man like he's super duper dope uh we have to get a beer soon buddy if you're listening so i'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll tune in so oh, yeah. he's he's been he's been I honestly got to get a beer with all these guys i can't wait till we finally can do an event dude, dude
1: i haven't seen you in months bro <laughs> <laughs> this is i know face-to-face I, contact literally is nice. this, is, this is the
0: first time i've even seen you oh, no but yeah. seriously like it i can't wait for the when we can actually like i know this is a little bit of a spoiler it's down the line people but yeah this is this is definitely a, a thing we're thinking about we're definitely thinking about doing events soon and having these you know a bunch of these guys maybe yep. perform and, and 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 do like a nice meet and greet or something like that so details ahead for sure like for sure down the line it's definitely not even a thing we can do at the moment but <laughs> uh either way virgil super talented dude he's got a project on the way he's got an album on the way and uh, definitely is actually coming on the show very soon too to do a guest speaker episode so can't wait for that Uh, this song like I said right in my wheelhouse it's smooth it's jazzy but it definitely has like a bounce to it as well it's not your typical like lo-fi jazz tune um, the kick tracks production on here is freaking awesome. I love the flute and like wind sample. I think like that's that he really puts at the forefront. That really becomes the backbone of the instrumental. I think that it's super dope. I mean, that's one way to get me is, is wind and horn samples. Uh, the hi-hats and the drum and, and bass really flesh out the rest of the beat. Uh, and then he even throws even some nice like key progressions in it really, really kind of gives this this it's funny when i listen to this song and the more i've listened to it it's really great to see as the song progresses how much depth there is to it and as like they add some of these subtle instruments like i said the key progression and halfway through the song really gives it a full feeling and you can tell virgil this is like he's this is like his wheelhouse as well that he's super comfortable over these kind of beats uh his flow feels very effortless uh especially in the second half uh of the song with the second verse i think he totally kills it uh, talks about a lot of interesting themes on this song too. Talks about like substance abuse. He brings up mental health. Really like how he could even be like his own worst enemy. Uh, you know, talk about having empathy for others. Obviously, we talked about that very early on this episode. Uh, and really just being better for himself and getting out of his in, out of his own head because that's gonna maybe that might end up being the death of him. Really, he has this, uh, a a line on this song that I found was interesting. Cold thoughts got me paralyzed. It's so simple but it really mm. for me rings very true, yeah. right? Like when you think negatively about anything, right? Whether it's about yourself or about a situation or about others, it really, it doesn't allow you to move forward. <laughs> so I, I, I love that aspect of the track and yeah, man, it just, it, it has a nice light summery feel. So again, with the nice weather coming along, I think that this would be a great track to play and it actually has some substance as well. So it really, it hits on a lot of different cylinders, man. And, and Virgil's a talented dude. I've listened to the album; it's great. Ooh. It's great. I got I got this there's some al there's some projects I'll spoil, Ooh. not spoil, but uh, so there's some projects that I'll uh, I'll be referring to potentially with some of these guys that are coming soon. But I've heard the Virgil album and it's fantastic. I can't wait to talk about it with him. Uh, you know, on on our guest next on his guest speaker episode, and and then then yeah, we'll be promoting the album. It comes out uh, late July, so make sure you guys uh, tune into that once it drops next our boy our boys really washi and
2: trevi sb dunks i was chilling like a villain in my sb dunks back when ashton told people that they just been pumped four quarters at the corner would get you in arnold palmer and i knew him from the side of the can not as a golfer i was walking through the louis till my feet fell off if we were lucky we were there so we could meet girls up I'd never say the words that they would want me to say Cause even at a younger age I tend to push love away, push love away. Push love away. Cause we were still just learning how to bar the first suit up at the bar Saying that one day we'd have it all back then Before I had a microphone recording on my telephone all...
0: Dude, so you're 90s baby, I'm a 90s baby Obviously like, you know, people just heard the 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 30 second clip of the song (laughs) (laughs) how nostalgic is this song like you know what i mean on so many fronts it's just like the the beat has this old school boom bap Mm -hmm. beat feel to it right which is super different for washi i want to give washi some big credit right now because you know since the beginning of the year he's dropped so many songs and I found that that format to be interesting. That he's just been doing single, single, single. And I know he says he has a project coming soon, but he's been a lot more singles than really a full fledged project. But what he's shown during this quarantine time and really the first half of the year, ton of versatility. Like this is definitely not a uh, like like really a song that I would have ever thought Washi would do. To be honest with you, uh, given really all the songs that I've heard from him, but. He pulls it off great, man. He sounds, he sounds awesome over this type of production. I love like some of the stuff. It's Again, only the, the, not only is the beat and the ambiance nostalgic, the lyrics are super nostalgic. I mean, he has this line uh, in Washi's verse where he says, four quarters get you an Arnold Palmer. And I remember specifically, right, like my neighborhood that I grew up in, it was like one big circle. And it went for like a couple of miles. And in seventh grade and middle school or whatever, we used to like come home from school, hop on our bikes, dude, and we'd just be riding around on our bikes dude and we'd go to like the corner store that was in the middle of like the big loop and we'd go get on Arnold Arnold Palmer's yeah (laughs) (laughs) no dude for real like that's exactly what it was and it's yeah so i just think it's so dope that washi's able to do this and really bring on the nostalgia nostalgic feels for like anyone that grew up in the 90s like he talks about like suit shopping like at the mall for like prom and stuff like that and like he talks like about young love and and i love his verse a ton the hook though is where it gets me like it's so simple (laughs) I was chilling like yeah. a villain in my SP Got it stuck in my head. It's always so sticky in your head, man, for real.
1: And I hate chilling like a villain, but he makes it work. <laughs> like, I've heard that a million times. When he said it the first time, I was like, ah. But, dude, it, it works. <laughs> it does, right? It, it hits you, right? Yeah.
0: It, it actually has some staying power in your head. And, then, and again, I, I'll take this back, too, with, like, Virgil's track, for example, how Virgil does this where, or kick tracks, I should say, who did the production where, like, bringing in some other instruments to give some contrast and some depth because the horns and the hook that are implemented are fantastic, man. And like I said, anybody that's heard this heard this podcast or has been a fan of our podcast for the year and a half that we've been out, you guys know my taste by now. Horns are a great way to get me, so that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's one way. But And then Salem, Massachusetts rapper Trevi, who we had on the show, one of our very first lives that we did in, during the quarantine – definitely go uh, check that out that's on streaming services and youtube but trevi's verse man oh i love how his smooth calm delivery just is so synonymous with like the full ambiance of the instrumental like it just it's it goes hand in hand bro and he has two bars in particular that stand out to me where bumping kids was required r.i.p mac Mm. i talked about this on the blog post that I put out for the top 50 songs of the decade Mac Miller made it Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza oh yeah the one that I just put out on Thursday and dude that album to me or that mixtape I should say it was mixtape that mixtape everyone listened to when we were in high school I know like you said we were in high school around the same time so
1: like I
0: don't know about you. That but. shit
1: just got back on Apple Music. Is it on there now? Yeah, because I would, I went back and listened to it like a month ago. Was it's like, on Spotify now, too. They, yeah, they just like, put it on streaming it services. It still holds up. Like It is like a little like like middle school type, high school like vibe, but it holds up big time. Well, <laughs> we only feel that way because yeah. that's when we listen
0: to Nostalgia, it. You know what I'm like, saying? It, it brings it back to that. <laughs> yeah. But the really like, Kids was one of those albums that or that mixtape, whatever, like, Everyone remembers listening to that. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone I talked to, I remember everyone to I grew to the,
1: the free concert he put on in That's Austin right. and shut down I the really train station. I remember that. I, I didn't was go young. like, I've, I think that was my first concert. And me and my buddies, just we all hopped on the train and we just went down and we were there for the day. That's like, sick. Just littered with people. I think it was City Hall. They didn't, Cole did that one time One time too. Remember? The Dollar in a Dream? Oh, yeah. You, I, I didn't go to that. I didn't either, I but just, I knew people that did. If I would live near Boston, I would have been
0: all over that. Yeah, yeah, you know? at the time. Because I think, I, yeah, we were definitely in college then, yeah, for sure. He, we were totally he, in college he then. He was
1: just tweeting out location, like, boom, right there. First one there, Dollar, you're right, in. Right, and like, you're
0: in. <sighs> I know. I had I had an old buddy I, of mine that, did, that that. definitely did that, I, I remember. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But anyway, dude, like trevi puts it into such perspective like for sure oh and then he says another line nike's on my feet like stanley yelnats i mean we all read holes when we were young or watched the movie (laughs) right i mean like come on like there's just so many things with this song that are not only nostalgic i know we keep using that word but like nostalgic in the sense of like the lyricism but also not only the the vibe of it the overall just ambiance of the track the sonic appeal of it but just everything about it Makes me want to come back to it again and again and again. So if you're a '90s kid, obviously you heard the, the clip. Go f- listen to the entire song because the song is just fantastic. And both these guys, I, I hope they, I hope they collab a little Do bit more yes. because they, they're. It's interesting because clearly you're seeing Washi's versatility. Where it's like, I, I never would have thought that they would get to like they not only did they get together on a song, but like that they would mesh so well on a song. And, and a concept really mm. you know what I mean that happens again later on in uh, one of these another song I'm going to talk about where the two artists that collaborate you really could tell that like they put a lot of effort into like what they wanted to say and they were both on the same page with it this is a great great example of that Washington Trevi being on the same page and putting out a, a song that's quality uh, and, and really has a great message to it so shout out both those guys obviously they're like in our network they're in our circle and, and we, we put on for them heavy but those two are, are, are great And the song is phenomenal. Up next, another one of our boys, Heath240. This is one of his new tracks called Attention. This is featuring Jazz and Grickle. I'm not committed with a
2: fucking quota. Got a hammer and a sickle chewing on a skittle. not a pillar. Trying to get more silver. Waiting on the whistle. Trying to make my double triple trip. But not belittle. All you brittle fizzle while I tizzle my yard for you niggas. I guess I meant to trigger. Figure itching with the figure. I think I'm getting quicker since I put down all the liquor. Still a heavy header. Not a quitter. Bars get to slick a second. thing you other sick of all you other Trying to get the bigger picture. The the right. Last time
0: I to so of course he's 240 he's been on our uh, our social injustices socratic seminar he's one of the artists that we had on Uh, that so definitely like i said earlier in this episode make sure you go check that out if you are interested in you know some commentary on what's been going on now past what we just talked about today uh and he also just had a guest speaker episode as well that we just released that you edited and did a fantastic job on so thanks buddy oh you're so welcome (laughs) yeah best best producer in massachusetts right here for a podcast That's, that's 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 that i'm i'm I'm, 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 a, I'm a little i'm a little biased saying that but that's just that's just how i feel um, someone who
1: doesn't know what he's doing thanks <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man we all don't but uh man this attention track i don't know i mean like this is this this was yeah. fire fire yeah. <laughs> this was my introduction to him me too. and then i went back and listened to his other stuff after this but this track, to me, man, like, now now that I've not only listened to his old stuff, I've actually listened to stuff that's coming out, too, and uh, listened to some unreleased things. And I have to say, this man is so talented. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, this song actually just hit 70,000 streams wow. for him, which is fantastic, I guess, actually. His most streamed song before this was Pollen off of his Hometown Hero mm-hmm. album. And that got to 70,000, but he said it got to, like, six months. This where this took only three months to get to seventy thousand. So he's not only growing uh, his numbers in terms of like who he is, like uh, his fan base, but he's also like I said, growing in his quality. I mean, I love the synths on here; they're whiny. I love the subtlety of like what sounds like a trombone to me. I think it's a trombone, but and then there's some eight oh eights and hi hats that are in here, and then there's even some colorful keys on the hook that get into uh, that get included. The instrumental is just super upbeat. It's feel good. It really feels like a summer anthem to me and i just love how Heath changes his cadence i think that's one of the things about him that i really love where not that he doesn't wear the chance the rapper not that he wears the chance the rapper influence on his sleeve per se but he does some similar things with his cadence that a chance the rapper would do obviously as, as you heard in the clip but uh he's very animated on his verse and it just, but it just makes for a very engaging listen i think and it just shows a ton of his talent with like not only the cadence, but his flows and how he switches up some of the flows and the lyricism that he has. The hook is just incredibly catchy, too. That's one of my biggest things with Heath240 is he does such a good job of creating catchy hooks that really stick in your head. And Jazz Ingram, I think, provides like a dope verse that contrasts Heath, Heath's delivery. His is a little bit more straightforward than Heath's delivery is. But I really enjoy... Like i said that contrast that they have together and like their voices sound very different as well so it, it really added definitely added something to the track and this i gotta say man this is one of my favorite songs from uh massachusetts come out of massachusetts so far this year like it's it's in my top five spoiler alert! i gotta say man what heath has coming up next the project that he's working on he did he talked about it a little bit on the episode that he that he jumped on and i've gotten a chance to listen to the project some of the demos they're not even like the finished products like the mixed versions they are freaking amazing Mikey bro like the insider <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm telling you man this this uh this project he has coming up this year oh, yeah. is really really good and i'm not gonna spoil i'm not gonna give too much out i'm just letting people know like look out for it because it is so good uh shout out to Heath 240 man out of roxbury he's doing his thing and i can't wait to see what he does next because he's really past even past this upcoming tape and i'm really curious to see what people how they receive it because what i think personally what he's doing is not only unique but it's really 2020 it's very modern especially in the hip-hop scene so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this track. Big fan of him, dude. Yeah,
1: whoever hasn't listened to his episode has gotta go listen to that because that was great. <laughs> and he's not just saying that because he edited it. <laughs> but no, he literally he, he's literally talking about because I mean we're doing this to I mean we haven't been deep in the Boston music scene like before this. Definitely and not. In that episode, he basically puts it into words like why Boston needs something like this. You're right. We need, we need to be a platform. Or that's that's really our goal. I think you're right. Like with this,
0: like, I don't think initially, obviously, when we started this podcast, you know, that that was the direction it was going in, but it has definitely pivoted that way. And even since, you know, since you've joined the team and, you know, I mean, and all the additions we've had to the team, it's pretty clear that that's the direction it's going in now. I mean, obviously, we know, we we still review, you know, uh, you know, major labeled music and and mainstream stuff too. But, you know, that's really the goal right now for this, for the show is pushing this, Boston uh, music yeah, scene, yeah, exactly, hundred yeah, percent, man. I've talked about this now with multiple people, multiple artists on that we've had on the show, on air, off air. The Boston music scene, or the mass—I really should say the Massachusetts music scene in general—it is so much better than people give it credit for, or people even understand. And and, and that's and that's why I'm glad that you know I don't want to pat us, us on the back, but I'm just glad that we are you know trying to get all this music out there as much as we can because there is so much here. That people don't realize that that like like you were even saying that you and I don't
1: re- haven't didn't realize before we started this. So it, it really it really is the truth. Is, yeah. is the truth. Uh, that syndicate episode that you had uh, that was a while ago. That was know? before the but, new year. Um, yeah, yeah, Haven, right? Yeah. Yes, Haven. Dude, Haven hit it on the head. Like Boston just needs to come together a little bit more. It's a little too blocky, like clicky. You know? yeah, 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 there's yeah. No, I, no, I agree no, no. with you.
0: And but Heath. You know, I, I he actually mentioned it in his episode too, where he yep. says that, you know, maybe he's just naive or yeah. maybe because he's a younger younger guy, but he does see now a little bit more the people collaborating and, and people using their platforms to promote other people, right? Like less of a com- competitive thing. I think hip hop as a whole has st- strayed away from the competitive nature and it's become more inclusive mm-hmm. in the last maybe. 10 to 20 Definitely. years. You know what I mean? Like when, in the 90s, like when, you know, it was, you know, Pac versus Biggie and, you know, and things like that where where it became a lot more like, I don't want to say battle rap, but like even 8 Mile, for example, right? It, it was always more about like the struggle and the come up and like battling each other. And I'm not saying that battles, the rap battles still don't happen and things like that. Mm-hmm. But hip hop, I think now has become, like I said, a much more inclusive place and a, a place where I think people, it's more of expressive, I think, than it ever has been. Uh, again, that maybe maybe we're you know um, biased towards it just based on like the generation that we're growing up in and living in right now. But I don't know, man. I just think that you know, Boston, we're right there. I think I think we are there. There's tons of talent. You hear it. I mean, this is the fourth Boston artist review we're doing. I have, I have probably a whole. Believe it or not, I have an entire 5 and 6 like yeah right, right in, yeah. in the works yeah, yeah because yeah. and there's because there's so much here like mm-hmm. it, it really is so anyway I, I just i just am so happy that we were able to we've immersed ourselves in the scene because there there really is a lot of dope things going on right now speaking of guys though that have <laughs> really like are at the pinnacle of the boston yeah. music scene <laughs> cousin stiz with one of his brand new tracks called my vendetta
2: still my vendetta We ain't never felt too- my whole gang fed up y'all niggas ain't here forever we don't live forever finna aim at the chin to check em my bitch look better got a crib with a fancy set up i'm dog in the pen get cheddar kickin game for business letter they gon' fall apart we don't dig to dead em. purple rain and you feel the weather yeah, we jumped out of vent today. You yeah, should have cheddar. flank. Hitting cutter less like swarter swings. Pop trees, do your thing. get money, obviously. I seen them pump shakes for the shit that they hold in the bank. Fez out here. I so know you've been this head. Ooh,
0: yeah. You love this song. It's interesting because I think this song is perfect for cousins, Diz. It's slow, it's smoky, almost lo fi, yeah. smooth, right? And. Like I said, I think it's perfect for his like the production is perfect for just how he is as a rapper. I think he just sounds really good over these type of beats, mm. uh, and I'm really enjoying like just the ambiance and and the sonic appeal of this of this track. He does get into some like things he talks about like trust issues with those around him, and, and he definitely switches his flow up a bunch of times, but for me personally i don't know about you sam and i know you want to talk about this track a little bit too but i feel like with this track it's one of those things where you you more just like to get lost in the like in in the atmosphere of it (laughs) rather than Not that i'm not listening to what stiz is saying when he raps and like like i said like the amount of times he switches up his flow patterns like super dope all that i get it but just as i said the atmosphere of it it's great it's great this is stiz is one of those guys who obviously like he i think he i don't I, I don't know stiz personally i've never talked to him i don't really know anybody that knows him per se but just my outside looking in perspective is like i feel like he tried for the longest time to stick it out here
1: yeah
0: and just realized that like you know he had a, probably better opportunities to grow grow his platform and grow his music career like elsewhere i don't know i think he's in la now if i'm not mistaken yeah but and that's my point. Like Come on, Boston. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, circling back to this again, Heath talked about this in his yeah. episode where he was saying, you know, it's not like LA or New York or even Chicago or Atlanta where you could walk down the street in Boston and go and drop off a demo tape at yeah, a record label. Exactly. We don't have something like that. So it's 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 gonna take somebody big to stay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and it's no knock on Cousins this at all. No. He's he. It's not his responsibility Definitely. to do that. And he, you know, he has put on other guys like he put Sean Wire, who's a, a, a underground Boston artist too, uh, that we just put on the playlist a couple weeks back, who's doing some great things. He's probably going to pop up here on a Boston artist review very soon. But not that cousin Sis hasn't tried to put on people. No, it's definitely. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? I see
1: his, uh, I think Lil Rich, his producer is out there, and a kid I know is out there with Lil Rich making great. Bouvet, Bouvet, yeah, yeah, dude, killing it, like. Um, I forget the name of the song that he just put out, but uh, lawsuits for yeah, that thing was nasty. The video is dope. It's in Cali, like, so like he's definitely helping people out, and I see him comment on this kid's Instagram and stuff, and like this kid literally lives in the house that I used to hang out in every day. So it's just like, crazy how shit works like that, you know?
0: But, yeah, and and you're right. There's for sure like Stiz is doing what I'm sure he's doing what he can. You know what I mean? In relatively what he has at his disposal. And and he's not still, like
1: the top dog, like, you know, like, but right.
0: Like even, and again, this is no knock on him. I feel like I'm like, I'm like, I know, it's it crazy. seems like, it seems like these are like back, these are almost backhanded compliments in a way, but like, he's the biggest Boston <laughs> artist that I can think of mainstream wise. In, in the hip hop scene. I don't know if I can think of anybody else like from Boston that I could really I know. is like pivotal right now. But when you, but when you talk about like the A-list rappers, Cousins isn't really even mm-hmm. on that. No. Him and Millie's, I think are probably the two biggest like listened to hip hop artists from the Boston and Massachusetts area. But those guys, like I said, they're not even at the level that it would take
1: and it just takes, like, that little recognition. Like, because Cousin Stiz, like, he is great, and he should be big and everything. But I feel like just uh, that one – I forget what song it was, which is stupid, but um, it was on OVO Radio. Okay. And Drake just – I've, I, that's how I found out about Cousin Stiz, or at least that's how I know the nation did, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, just takes that big boy to, like, kind of help you out. But, I mean, he's definitely – great on his own and oh for sure big,
0: but... and he's worked with some bigger artists i mean he's worked with freddie gibbs yeah. He had freddie gibbs oh, on his album true. right he had smino on his album he yeah, had this uh, is a
1: long time ago i'm talking
0: about a long time ago yeah, yeah. this is probably I'm, I'm curious to figure out which which song that would have been dude though. it's
1: um one sec
0: yeah i mean i i agree with you though like like stiz is getting to the point where he could be up on that a list like, like i think it's gonna take like Really, for a lot of people, honestly, a lot of hip-hop artists in general, I think it takes that one song to just go straight viral. Like, mm-hmm. Stiz definitely has a good following. He's got a great, you know... Uh,
1: yeah, group. F- first tape was just out the park. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, what, what song? There was,
0: was a song called 500 Horses. That I, that was my oh, first song oh, that really? I listened to him. No, that was the first
1: really. thing I've be- I got hip to him early. Like early on? One of my buddies, uh, you know Zach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I know Zach. Shout out, to, Zach. Yeah, he went to Fitchburg and uh, actually... The kid that he played on the basketball team with was boys with uh, cousin Stiz. No shit. I think he lived in Dorchester or something. Okay, yeah, because that's so where cousin Stiz. So literally, from. Zach went to the concert with this kid and everything, and they brought him backstage and whatnot. So like, and Zach's put me on to him since what 2015. So he's been I, on for a while. Yeah. H- headlock with Offset. Yeah. That no, was... no, no. I think it was
0: shout out. Like
1: oh, shout out that's to this... the... oh, okay.
0: oh, shout out off Suffolk County. Yes. Oh. Okay. That's probably what it was then. That went on the um, that was on OYO Radio. I don't
1: want, yeah, I don't want to get it wrong now, but I think it was that one. It was that long ago. Interesting. But I remember it we got put on there, and that's when like boom. If I'm right, okay, I'm, that's how I saw it at least. Interesting.
0: No, but like I said, he's worked with some. I mean, look at he's worked with Offset. He's worked with Freddie. Like I said, Freddie
1: Gibbs, Smino, Buddy. Yeah, um, I think that song with Offset really put him like headlock in high school like oh, yeah yeah everyone was singing g
0: easy he worked with him dude yeah he's i mean he he's, he's yeah. huge like we yeah.
1: like you said we just been <laughs> giving him backhand compliments yeah yeah, yeah. but he's I'm, the again, fucking man yo yeah, like, oh yeah no
0: knock on Cousin cousins whatsoever no, like no, he's we love i mean i love so much <laughs> one day love. we'll get him on here and, uh, <laughs> that'd be lovely yeah cousin says if you're listening uh you know i hope yeah i hope you've listened this way through and you're taking taking this as all compliments but no i i seriously like i agree like he he is one of those dudes that's going to have to be, you know, I, I would say, the, yeah, the, the yeah. biggest boss artist that I know yeah. that I can think of. Definitely for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> again, I love what he's doing. And this song was great. And I can't wait to see if, you know, this is attached to a project or not. Um, who knows? We'll see what happens. But yeah, love the song. So anyway, uh, moving on from there, we have our boy Zafir and one of his new songs called Alley Oop.
2: I just tossed myself in alley. Didn't think I had it. Now I'm seeing I still got it. Got it. I just started telling only truth. You, you. Started caring less whether other people doubted, Doubt it. I just tossed myself in alley. Don't you worry about me. I ain't worried about you. Oh, I just tossed myself in alley. I checked the business twice. Cause I'm always, always bad about it. I just told myself I need a range. So I bought a ticket for the plane. Then I told the fam, keep the change. I
0: so Zafir, this man like he was on also our social injustices Socratic seminar. So guys, yeah, just 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 go check that out. It's 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 great. I, won't, I don't. I'll, I'll stop plugging it now. I think he's he's the last one here that was on it. But um, this song here, man, total banger. Uh, I love the beat. Uh, the keys sound almost like chimes. Uh, I, I I like. I really enjoy the tempo. I think the instrumentals great overall. Uh, he definitely flows kind of similar to like Drake on this song you can hear like the starter from the bottom like if you listen to that song he definitely like takes the like a little bit of the flows from there and kind of uses it to on this track but you do this song is just a total banger I, I dig it i love the visual to it too you think. Oop. <laughs> I just touched I myself in yeah know. <laughs> seriously uh you know and basically he's talking about how he can only trust himself for his own successes like you know he basically uses like the alley-oop metaphor that he alley-oop to himself you know what i mean he doesn't need anybody to alley-oop to him because you know people come and go and that's not the point though it's more about like how he moves in his life and his with his you know his business that's really what matters the most uh which is super relatable to me personally and i know i know he and i have had a lot of these kind of conversations so i know that like this is something that's certainly like been on his head and like in his mind so i'm really like loving that he was able to like put it out in like a song format i thought that's super cool and I love some of the lines he has here. He has like, I make all the hits that make him want to hit the floor. I've been on a wave of stress relief. I've been on a wave of self belief. Like, so basically, it's just kind of like a, I don't know. It boosts your confidence, really. It's what it's meant to do. Like, if you were to put it in your own, you know, uh, in your own perspective, right? Like, that's really what this song is meant to do. Like, it's 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 confident, uh, but it also feels hungry at the same time. Yeah, I'm definitely Veer to me, dude. He. He is so underrated in the Boston scene. Like, I, I think it's going to take, you know, him to, again, like work with like a, a major label artist to get yeah. him, like a, or not a major label artist, I shouldn't say that, but someone a little bit bigger to get his name totally out there or like, or something, something to, to go viral. But like, it's coming soon. Like, you can just tell a lot of these guys, Washi, Trevi, Zafir, like Heath, even like, I know Heath, he's gaining some steam, but like, Zafir has talent and he's got bars
1: and drive
0: and <laughs> that is the one thing i mean dude. he is one of the most motivated people i know that, and he motivates me that,
1: yeah that podcast that he was on way back and a couple months ago in november oh, now yeah. it was oh almost a
0: year, almost a year ago
1: dude that show was inspirational like gem after gem after gem and he's not even like he's like he knows like he hasn't made it and he's just still grinding and just you're right. No, you're right. He's for, for him, you, you break it. Such a, he's so
0: self-aware Yes, and aware of his surroundings and aware of where he's at. Right. He's, he understands his own, like his own place in, in, in the music world and in his own world. Like, and, and he just makes great music. I think that's not like it's catchy. It's bouncy. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. Like he's got a lot of just like great trap bangers, man. And this is just another one. To add to his catalog, but even on the last Boston Artist Review, I mean, he took a little bit more of an R&B route, so he definitely like I said, he's shown a bunch of talent I think it's just only a matter of time, like I said for Zafir, and you know it's funny, uh, my mom was watching the Socratic Seminar, and She just was. She told me like afterwards, she's like, You guys were all amazing. She's like, But Zaf, some of the things that Zafir says just blows me away. I'm like, Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, me too. Like, he is just such an intellectual human being. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: remember the first time you, uh, after you recorded, and you were like, Dude, me and him just talked for like two hours off air. And it was like, We did. It could have been even better than the podcast. Like, this dude just he knows his shit he does he does so
0: huge shout out to zafir can't wait to you know again well, this is a guy that we continuously put on continuously collaborate with so you'll see zafir again his name pop up again for sure but like huge shout out to you man keep doing your thing and and we're all here for you and and we, we love the hustle love the grind so great job to zafir going from there we have a couple of songs left for you guys it's got about uh about four songs left The next one I have is uh, Michael Christmas and St. Lior with
2: Credit. (laughs) Not the motherfucking list, Nigga in the air like a motherfucking Miss Liz they know me, Jolly O's, all niggaless Nigga hush, I ain't even finished with the sentences Fat boy back like some old some Gucci on the internet, trying to hold back Being niggerish, fuck it Way y'all see it, dumb shit, get love I'm at the fool, I'ma get this money Android 17, MVP Wish all the homies back, even if we had buddy Then take it back to the Raider Clan days Mosh pit like, don't get your so, home Michael Christmas So, he's another interesting
0: artist that Definitely, <laughs> definitely gets some national recognition, uh-huh. but obviously he's one of like the staples of Boston, right? Or the music scene here, like uh, really those three guys, I guess you could say: Michael Christmas, Cousin Stiz, Millie's. I think those are the guys that probably get the most national recognition in the hip hop scene from here that I can think of off, off, that I can think of off the top of my head. But the difference with Michael Christmas is that his music is definitely a little bit more jazzy and soulful than the other two guys right they like i feel like cousin stiz is a little bit more they're all they all kind of bring a little something different to the table cousin stiz is a little bit more modern and trap influence millie's is a little bit more like east coast like jada kiss you know uh like gritty rap like boarding on the line of boom bap um and then michael christmas is a little more like soulful and and jazzy but mm. he, i feel like what michael christmas almost takes you know a little bit step out of his own comfort zone with this song uh you know the the synths are very spacey this definitely fits saint leor's uh you know cadence and his his uh his style a little bit better uh almost sounds like our odd future in a way like the, the instrumental I don't, know, I don't know if you've felt that way listening to it or if you've made that made that parallel but that's just how i took it i i really think it has almost that odd future sound um they both find great pockets on this song. I think Michael Christmas, like I love the flow on here. I love the Jer- Jerome Bettis line. I thought that was super funny. I was laughing when I heard when I when I heard that line. But Saint Lior contrasts, I think Michael Christmas super nicely because their cadences are like I said are super different. I almost find it like it's similar to Attention in the sense that like Saint Lior's cadence is very unique and similar with like how Heath to Forty sometimes
1: mm-hmm.
0: will will deliver a verse and jazz ingram was a little bit more straightforward same with michael christmas not to say that michael christmas doesn't do some unique things with his flow but um i I find that both these guys find a cool pocket they're clever they're engaging um it's not my favorite individual song from either of them but like it's a super fun tune and like a song that i've been bumping crazy like i I like i like listening to it in the car that's like my favorite place to listen to this song It's a quick hitter it's, it's definitely a quick hitter yeah so not a ton to say on this track, but certainly like a song that I think everybody should go check out, especially like like you said, a quick hitter is a perfect way to put it. So shut up both those guys, and
1: especially check out St. Lior. Yeah,
0: man. If my sins could talk. Great. Oh, great. Repeat, oh, my God, man. That that album's phenomenal. Yeah. Honestly, man, Van, uh, Van Buren coming up uh, again a little bit at, later on in this episode there. Yeah. They're the they're the dark horse, I think, oh, for Boston God, so, or the Massachusetts yeah. area in general. They're that they're that group that I think is just is like one big song away from just
1: popping. Dude, they just get it. Like they and do understand just, like, it. Everything they put out, like it's all them. It's like, quality. It,
0: yeah, and uh-huh. it and you're right. It is them. Like you 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 feel it's it doesn't feel like they're trying to put on any kind of facade or like they're trying to be somebody else that they're not. See? They're like they're just like this is who we
1: are. It seems like it's just when they come together, like uh, what's that? Some- Ma. Mowing the bends. Oh my god, I love that song. Yeah, and video. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. They all individually bring something different to the yes. table, but at the same time, when they get together, it's so like, <sighs> yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. They they have
1: this energy that you just is is infectious really i don't want to use the word dreamville but it's like similar like how they all like have to do their own thing yeah. and then when they come together it's something real special
0: special yeah, yeah. oh I, I think yeah on not of course not on that yeah. level but you're you're right in the hey, sense of like got how invited
1: goes. to that dreamville session. a lot of those <laughs> guys that's really true a
0: lot of these guys at luke oh, bars shit. ricky felix yeah. who's a great producer for them and uh andrew regis who's another producer for them who dropped a really cool beat tape too oh yeah staying out of trouble mm-hmm. i think it was called that was really that was good, really good. Mm-hmm. yeah so they do they're great uh more on van buren later but before we get to more van buren i want to talk about this other track uh j faith and Kemic. uh they have with their n- new song the called one day
2: not find the sound i can't imagine when it's all over the beat stops we ain't open up another fold the sessions in the studio back with raw emotion speaking about our lives and how we're always coping Made it my mission to make contact with a vision Saving Private Ryan, an act of heroism My greatest fear is when the lights finally go black Nobody's coming home, you can take away the doormat I wasted diamonds, sinking coal was enough Had me reaching through the fire, it was colder to touch all these distractions got me drifting into other lanes. Head-on collisions and some broken frames. What a shame. I can't explain when you study ancient history. Simply was a gift to me. Taking in the imagery. Exploring who I am. It's not an easy process. I'm here for you. Why is it difficult to process? It comes at some point. Stop waiting at the front door. Open your eyes to something you haven't seen before. So another
0: guy that came on our show. And had an amazing guest speaker episode. Definitely go check out what he's doing, guys. Follow him on Instagram. We'll obviously, we'll link everybody in the description here. So go follow these guys and check them out. But I love what Jay Faith is doing when he's talking about because he's trying to bring, you know, real. He's trying to really make a difference in the in, in in the youth. Not only through his music, but like through some other platforms. Like he has his Right Mind Movement that he's that he's done, where he's basically he posts things about that help with fitness and financial literacy. And, you know, even making music and mental health and all these different things. And Jay Faith, I feel like if he as an artist came out in the early 2000s, yeah. he would have popped. I almost feel like he's in the wrong generation and it's not even his fault. But it, and, this, and the other breath, too, a lot of guys aren't making music and gals aren't making music like him right now. So in a way, he almost stands out because he's so conscious with his bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the production on this track specifically, it's heavenly, it's atmospheric, but then these guitars get kind of added in and give the song a lot of personality and, and, and again, more depth. Um, J Faith kind of discusses staying focused and like blocking out distractions, kind of figuring out who he is and like who he really wants to be. The hook is like essentially, one day I'll retire, one day I'll expire, but until then, thank God I'm alive. Uh, you know, appreciating who you are and what you have, like. Realizing that you know our time on this earth is obviously limited, and uh, and what we can do is limited potentially, but we need to do as much as we can while we're here. Uh, he talked a lot about this song more in depth on our guest speaker episodes. So definitely make sure you guys go check that out. And Kemi's addition to this song is amazing. I think her verse is honest, it's passionate, it's real, and she touches on a lot of the same themes that j Faith does. And again, this this was the song that I referenced a little bit earlier when I was talking about Washi and Trevi. Mm that it seemed like they had an idea, or J-Faith had an idea for this song. Kemic hopped on it, she understood the vision, and they were synonymous with it. And again, not to say a song like Credit, the one we just talked about beforehand, that that wasn't the case, but I feel like they, they both those guys just kind of did their own thing, it was a fun tune, but you could tell the vision with One Day, with this specific track, was like... They were both on the same page.
1: Didn't he just like send it to her and she just sent it back and he was like, yes, (laughs) yeah, literally. He didn't even critique anything. Didn't want to. He was like, you do your thing. And it was just like,
0: and it worked right. It just, it it really is a beautiful thing when you see something like this come together. And yeah, like you were saying, I think you can tell though, even though, you know, she sent it back, it was quick and he was just like, perfect. You can tell a lot of thought went into it Mm -hmm. both from both of them, that they were very thoughtful with their bars and what they wanted to say. Um, yeah, and I I just, I just think that the mess like for this specific song, for the message to be received, I think they almost had to be on the same page in a sense, right? And and I'm glad that they were, because you can so feel it. It's it's really palpable to me. And yeah, I love this track, man. Obviously, because we're talking about it, definitely go check this out. Go check out Kemik too. She's great. Mm-hmm. She's a, there's a. I I want to start talking more about some female artists from Boston because there's so many fan fantastic female artists from Boston. That people need to give credit And Kemic is one of those That she can just She can spit with some of the best of them She kills it (laughs) So she does a really great job on this track So make sure you guys go check out that song
2: for sure Next track I have here is yeah. Lance Jackson strolling This little light is a golden beacon I'm shooting for the stars but I don't wanna be him before a fan come and meet me and he disappointed that I'm just a human being what does it mean to be an idol if your life's a lie what does it mean to be a hero I can't even fly and what it seems like compared to what it is is so far apart that two ain't know the other one exists 2019 yeah I told myself I'd be consistent with eating healthy and going to the gym and all that other shit, people think they know me cause they know my government, or maybe cause of rumors that I think my friends are telling them, I'm supposed to write a course of course to stay appealing, but I don't feel like making catchy feelings today, my whole generation dodging catching feelings today, cause we acting like hoes but really we just afraid, yeah, I miss days before niggas had a social, when niggas had their own opinions we was more vocal, before when people liked the shit they did instead of showing what they did for a like on the pic, don't even know you Sammy <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: this song is fucking amazing the instrumental is so cool it's got this old school boom bap sound it almost sounds like 1999 Joey badass a little bit to me that's that's the vibes I got with this with, with this with the, kind of the washed out vocal sample I think that that's perfect but what stands out on this song this might be my favorite lyrical track of the bunch here and, it, and it's just for that reason Lance Jackson is kills this shit lyrically oh my god he basically speaks on like essentially what he's talking about on the song speaking on this generation and like society as a whole and he uses a lot of cool metaphorical language and i there's some lines i want to point out that are freaking just so amazing uh one of the lines he says early on i'm supposed to write a chorus of course to stay appealing but i don't feel like making catchy feelings today so like it just fits well with the theme of like the song, like how this generation can kind of be like, we're all kind of followers and there aren't as many leaders. And we all kind of get, we can get wrapped up in a lot of like, you know, the narratives that the media portrays lately and, and all these different things. Right. So he, I really think that that is like very poignant, but the next couple of bars that, that follow are like, like mind blowing shit. Ready? So whole generation catching feelings today because we acting like hoes, but really we're just afraid. I missed days before people had a social. When people had their own opinions, we was more vocal. Before, when people liked the shit they did, instead of showing what they did for a like on a pic, we don't even know you. Like, and I have I have talked about this off air, where I it's it's so ironic that in a day and age where we are more connected than we ever could be, I feel almost that we are more disconnected than we ever have because like i almost feel like we don't have meaningful conversations anymore where it's like he's saying it's like and and in in another point too it's like where we're almost doing things for the like for the gram quote unquote right like you see people people do this all the time where they just like i feel like some people just go on a hike or go on a walk or something like that or yeah, exactly it's cloud chasing or like they go do things just to like post the post about it exactly (laughs) and instead of being in the moment and doing the things that we actually enjoy we're doing things that we think people are going to think are cool or good mm-hmm. or like that make us look like, you know, we're living our best life and things like that. Mm-hmm. That in and and also too like how many people that you have on social media do you really know? Like <laughs> really really know well. I mean, for me maybe 30. Yeah.
1: Really,
0: really well? Yeah. Really well? 20? Yeah. I mean, it's it's so it, it's such a cool dialogue that he brings up that people have brought up in the past but not in the way that he does here and the way he talks about it just like super metaphorical uh dude this is just a song i think everybody needs to listen to because not only is it underrated but like it just like i said the the lyrical component of this song is so It's a thinking man song, and I just that line. I'm gonna go back to it before we, before when people liked the shit they did instead of showing what they what they did for a like on a pic. I like heard that. I was just I had to rewind it like four or five times. I'm like, holy shit, this is is crazy, man. It's great, and you know, I almost he's right in a sense. Like I almost feel like when we were younger, when we didn't have social media, I almost felt like those relationships were a little bit more pure and honest and real. I feel like even like thinking about it in terms of this way, like I'm, I'm somebody that still likes talking on the phone. So and I know a lot of people don't, you know what I mean? Like how many people do you normally talk on the phone with that often? You know what I mean? Not, not as, not as many as, as you should be, you know? So it's just a really like a really cool concept, man. I'm, I'm super impressed with Lance Jackson. Uh, he's actually worked with some of the, the Van Buren guys too. Like I know he has a track called museum produced by Ricky Felix. That's pretty good. That just came out earlier this year. So, Definitely a guy to, to to look out for because I think he's like, again, he's another guy. A lot of these guys on this list you could put in the same box where like I think one track and they're ready to pop. But Lance Jackson certainly provides some things here that are super captivating. So huge shout out to Lance Jackson. And finally...
1: Our last track for today. Multiple our boy Lloyd Felix, with Bad Mody.
2: Hopping out of Rennies, push it to the limit, push it to this empty. Last night's crazy. Dylan got no memory. I just hope you get me. Spend night, Dennis. I just hope you pay me. Pour a little glass of Remy and then I'm steady. Turn me to a monster back when I was in the Chevy. When I'm getting money, not many that could offend me. But you can't play me shawty, I plenty in the bucket, like it's a belly. said I never get here get here I wish you you not really I'm going, I'm in the uh, yeah cool
0: track to end on here uh not a ton to say on it because I just think it's just a jam it's very similar like with credit I think it's a quick hitter it works well for what it is and it, it's a fun tune I mean it's the instrumental is is really cool. It's, th- it's got a thick, heavy bass. It's really deep. It reminds me of almost of, of like southern trap. Um, and Lord Felix, man, just flows very seamlessly over this beat. And I really enjoy like again these artists. They're doing such a nice job of just not only just giving like a general beat, like adding in different instrumentals and different influences into the beat, like the tambourine, for example, right? Like in the hook, where it just it just gives it that extra something that really makes it such a better listen. And I love when artists do this, when they're able to kind of mix in some different some different instrumental, you know, samples that really create a better sonic appeal. So man, like Lord Felix, if anybody hasn't well listened to his uh his album from last year, In Bloom Forever, definitely go check that shit out. It is phenomenal. The Van Buren guys are just, in my opinion, they're just hitting on all cylinders. I think they're one of these, like we talked about a little earlier, they're just one of these groups in boston that really i think is gonna be the ones to break through at least i hope that they're the ones to break through but lord felix i mean he he came on the show right before quarantine he had a great great episode guest speaker episodes make sure make sure you go check that out and he was a he was a winner of best new artist at the bma so he's yeah. got i think i think the best is yet to come for lord felix
1: was that a uh, hometown hero uh video we posted Did you see that i didn't oh I it's didn't. uh it's a cool little video it's literally got uh the song that we're talking about in the background it's only like a 50 second clip but it's cool because when he was on he was talking about um remember how he won the music award yes thing? yes like everyone was like screaming his name and shit mm-hmm. like he put that video he was talking about in this oh watch! Wow. i thought was really cool because i wanted to see that oh that that's sick dope. so yeah definitely check out uh it's called hometown hero um uh, it's on his page but it the song is the background so. awesome
0: yeah no like i said lord like these guys the van buren guys they're they're definitely next I, mm-hmm. I i believe that they're here they've arrived in a sense at least in the boston scene so hey guys yeah that's that's my boston artist review volume four uh you know uh definitely go check out the uh the playlist that will that we have on on spotify best of boston uh these these 10 songs will be at the very top of that playlist make sure you give that a follow we will be updating that every time we do a new boston artist review boston artists review five will be coming out soon later a little bit later on this summer so make sure you guys uh stay tuned for that and yeah we got a bunch of guest speaker episodes that are already out we we had like i said like our a, f- a full slew of them that we just released for the quarantine we did Jay faith we had uh heath 240 we had taha we had um we had mike dub and we had Cameron Iandolo. i and dolo so make sure you guys check out all of those guest speaker episodes that are already out and yeah, we're. I'm again. I'm really excited that we can finally get some people in the studio, and we'll get. Finally. I know, seriously, <laughs> instead of just me being in here the whole time. So, wow. and uh, so, Sam, thank you for the color commentary. We, I always appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And uh, you guys, will be, we'll be hearing from Sam again soon, and, and other members of the team as we start to kind of get us back in here and, and, and back into the full swing of things uh, with the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to, to uh, this week's episode. I really appreciate it as always. Follow us on social media if you have not yet at Turntable Teachers uh, for all the latest. And then head to our website, uh, www.turntableteachers.com, for all the latest blogs. We got some amazing new blogs. Check up out right this now.
1: man's blog. He put in some work. So you gotta go check <laughs> out this man's blog. Well, it's not even just me. I mean the I yeah, I, Kanan's blog was awesome too. Yes. That, was, that was a quick read, but hey. And Dia Hampton
0: as well, uh-huh. who, who yeah. did who did a phenomenal uh, poet who she, she did a phenomenal like uh
1: jones yeah that that, right behind you buddy. you got <laughs> it absolutely yeah
0: so and then uh we got another one i think coming soon aristotle jones nice, nice who's doing gonna do a really cool blog for us soon too so yeah guys so go check out the blog make sure you subscribe and stay up to all the date with all of our episodes and interviews we've got merch on there and and we got some new summer tanks So, make if you need a new summer tank make sure you uh you want to support the the podcast make sure you uh, head over there. And again, like I said, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, Mike here with oh,
1: Sammy Boy. <laughs>
0: we are the Turntable Teachers and class is dismissed. <laughs>